Hey guys, <laughs> welcome back to another episode of the Take Control Podcast. You have Darielle here. It's Kim. Um, so recently we did a collab with the In, a, In the City Podcast, which I believe that's her social media. Um, so make sure you go check that out on your YouTube channel. Um, I don't have any shout outs. social media our instagram is take control podcast our twitter is take control pod and you can email us at take control podcast at gmail.com all right so jumping right in um just a quick hot topic kanye west is the wealthiest black man in american history he is worth 6.6 billion dollars how do you guys feel about that shout out to him I think it's like, I mean, how though? For Yeezy stuff? Probably. Does he make music like as much mm-hmm. as he used to? Oh, yeah. He just, he put out a gospel album. I yeah. feel so, I always feel some type of way about his Christian ways. I don't feel like they're genuine. <laughs> I really don't. Like, after he went rogue after his mama, I really just don't mm-hmm. feel like his little Christian ways are. To call yourself like Jesus is blasphemy. And like, <laughs> sir, you have whole sweaters that say Jesus or Jesus or whatever. And I'm like, hmm. But you know, to each their own. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The kids like the album. So I haven't heard it. <laughs> I haven't even heard it. I didn't know he dropped none. It's a couple good songs on there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so it's been a year since Brianna Taylor has passed. Um, is there any updates on that? I don't know. I know I've been seeing a lot about it um, recently, but like, I don't think there's any updates. Like, I mean, they walked up in her house and like shot her, you know? So like, what else can y'all say about that? Other than like, of course, the white man getting off her family suffering and like, I always say, like, when they throw money at these situations and make foundations and stuff, that stuff is good, but the person still is gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it just makes me sad that, like, it takes all of this stuff to make fundraisers and foundations and for somebody's family to be financially supported the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. But they would trade all that in a second to have that person across from them. I think I saw something where they said her boyfriend was going to get out of jail and... He can't be charged for the crimes or something like that? Yeah, so um, there's the criminal case was thrown out. They decided not to indict the police officers. Mm-hmm. The family did win the civil suit, but that was before the criminal case was dropped out, so they got the money. Um, the judge dropped all of the charges that was against the boyfriend because the city of Louisville decided to charge him when all of this happened. <laughs> um <laughs> And, but they dropped all charges against him. And then the last thing I actually seen was that the police officer that was in question was countersuing the boyfriend. Um, I don't remember what his um, case was, but he was countersuing the boyfriend. So I don't know if that's still an open case or not. Hmm. I can't. Yeah. So like, 
this makes me like think about um like the asian hate that's going on right now like literally the, there was a video today of this elderly woman that had gotten attacked i think in new york and she put the hands on him mm. and they gave him medical attention before her because he was more beat up but he was the one that assaulted her but he's laying in a gurney and she's standing there shaking with the weapon that she used, crying, like talking about what she just went through. But this man is all strapped up in a gurney about to go in the back of an ambulance. Yeah. Like the the power white people have is like out of this fucking world. Yeah. The yeah. thing that happened in Atlanta is crazy. Oh, I did with hear the about that. Yeah. The women. Yeah. That was over the stimulus, right? No, 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 they were um, Asian women, weren't they? A white man went and oh, shot yeah. up the massage parlors. Yeah, yeah. Um, killed eight people. Um, I don't think all eight of them were Asian, but majority of them were. Um, of course, people are, are on social media calling it what it is—a terrorist attack. Mm -hmm. But the police department was basically saying like the man had um a sex addiction, and well, he confessed. First of all, let me back up here. He confessed, said he had a sex addiction, and he felt like that's what he needed to do to stay away from those places. And the media is still referring to him as a suspect. What? He confessed to the crime. And then the sheriff or the police chief or something, mm -hmm. he got on there and was like, basically said something to the extent of like, the man just had a bad day. Oh, I did see and that. And then they pulled up records of the police chief's facebook of him um reposting some anti-asian um rhetoric of donald trump saying about something about how coronavirus started in china and all of this stuff and he would they've now recovered all of those tweets he has not been asked to step down um he has not said he will resign or any of that which is all crazy because it just shows you like how strong racism is and these people that are operating in these spaces that are supposed to protect us mm -hmm. are just simply not like you have a police chief who is basically a racist yeah and, and you said that a man who are murdered eight people had a bad day mm -mm. and like what are you supposed to do when those are supposed to protect you aren't crazy and you know they always they deem um they always deem them mentally ill. Like the Columbine shooter was mentally ill. Crazy. Okay, that's fine. But then if it was the same scenario of a black man, he'd be dead and called a thug. I had a um, a white person reference the Polaris Mall shootings today as thugs. And I said, oh, okay, so what's the white guy that killed the Asians called? Mentally ill or... Oh, Okay. We were just talking off air. They arrested a man who was outside of um, Vice President Kamala Harris's house. He was arrested with a, with a shotgun and ammunition in his truck outside of her house. And me and Kim was just talking, I'm like, isn't her house on the White House property? Like, how did you even get that <laughs> close? How did you even get that close? Because she's a black woman. That simple. And if that had been a black man walking up on a white woman vice president, he would have been shot the minute he stepped foot on grass. Crazy. That's deep. Crazy. Where we live in. It's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Because it's like never ending. It's never ending. All right. So I have a tweet that says, niggas be telling certain women they don't want kids and then they tell others they do. What does that mean? 
I feel like we talked about this before. I feel like we said something along the lines of like, that means they don't want it with you type thing. Yeah. And we had talked about like, basically saying like, God, I forget the conversation now. Basically, like if a person wants to, they will type. Yeah. I, I agree we, with that. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's pretty easy. Like he just doesn't want a kid with mm-hmm. you. Um, or doesn't want a kid at that moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know because things can always change, you know? Yeah. Like I was just talking to um, my friends, some of my friends, and I'm just like, you know, it's literally nothing that a person can do to make somebody do right or make them want to be with you. Like, yeah. especially when it comes to, sorry, men, but I'm going to say it. Um, when it comes to a man, like, not to say that women don't have their own shit to deal with and their own flaws to deal with, but there's literally nothing that we can do to make somebody want to be with us. Like, it's really about when that man is ready. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that you can do to make him ready. You know right. what I mean? Like, he's going to settle down when he's ready to settle down. And whoever he just happens to be with at that moment is going to be the person that he picks. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think we talked about like how like trying not to take it personal and everything because it's not necessarily about you. It's just like they don't want to. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's that simple, you know? Yeah. You always notice though when people, they'll say they don't want to do certain things with you or they don't want to do certain things, but then they'll be over here and they'll say they want to do these things like, you just don't want to do that shit with me. With like, me, yeah. Okay, that's cool. I peeped that. Okay. <laughs> peeped. Moving on. Taking note. Bye. All right. So this post says, my wife makes three times more than I do a month. You think I'm embarrassed? You think I'm hurt not being the breadwinner? Not one bit. I do the dishes like the good little husband that I am. <laughs> um, Which is interesting because a lot of men don't like their woman making more money and I don't know what that's about like but do y'all feel like y'all have to y'all need a man to make more than y'all or are y'all okay with you know being the breadwinner in your your household uh for me I don't know if I'm necessary and I think I've said this before on a previous a previous show um I'm not as concerned as who makes more as to what your spending habits are like. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I think that is where my concern is, is how you spend your money. Are you good with saving? Um, investing is a thing, although I'm not that familiar with it, but I would like to be with somebody who's knowledgeable in that area just because it is something that I want to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do believe that men feel like their value is within how much they make. And I yeah. do feel like one, women feel like the amount of respect that they are going to give a man is based on how much he makes. Mm-hmm. I think that's the majority of the population feels like that. So um, I don't know. I just feel like if you're taking care of me in uh, all of the other areas, it doesn't matter to me if I make more Right. Than you do. Now, I do think I'm at a place in my life where, like, I might be concerned if, like, you worked at a gas station or, like, a McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we we also talked about that on a previous earlier show. Um, You know, if your man only makes, like, $30,000 and you're making six figures, like, how do you really feel about that? 
again, it's not necessarily the money that's an issue. It's the motivation. Like, mm. okay, are you working for McDonald's as a manager or like a regional district manager? <laughs> like, or are you flipping burgers? Like, <laughs> what, what are we doing? You know, it's, I, I, I would have questions. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm going to have yeah. questions. Yeah. I'll say for me, um, I want somebody that can provide for me and the family, whether that means like, I want them to make a decent amount, but whether I make more than them isn't really the case for me, as long as I know that they're motivated, goal-driven, ambitious, mm -hmm. again, like you said, not working your little, you know, McDonald's, you know, I'm CEO type chick, you know what I'm saying? Um, but as long as like, he makes a high enough dollar amount to take care of me and the children and all that type of stuff. I'm fine with that. Even mm -hmm. if I make a percentage more, Yeah, you know what I mean? I just, for me, biblically and you know, just me being me, I want somebody that can take care of us. So we don't ever have to feel like we're lacking on top of my income as well. Yeah. That makes sense. Like putting us together, even if you don't make more, I just want to know that you are making like, you can hold yourself down, but you can also hold your kids down. I got something I want to add to that, but I want to hear your thought process on it, Daria. Um, <laughs> I, I don't mind. I don't mind if I make more than, um, I, I agree with you guys, as long as that you, you can still provide and take care of things, because I don't want to have to feel like I'm paying all these bills and I'm struggling and you over here just doing a little bit. Like, I don't want that. Like, at least meet me halfway mm -hmm. or, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, you know what I'm trying yeah. to say. So. I don't know. I don't mind. I'm not counting your bread or your pockets, but you know, like Kim said, you got to be motivated, working towards something. You know, always trying to better yourself, not yeah. just not being too comfortable. Yeah, I was when you guys were talking. I'm thinking about like the breaking down of what does taking care of me and the family look like. Mm -hmm. um, just because my experience in the past has been where we have shared expenses, household expenses, so I would have to put a little bit more thought into that. Like, you know. Is it a 50-50 down the middle where we're splitting bills? Mm -hmm. If we fall on hard times, do you have enough saved up to where if I quit my job or I'm sick, you can maintain? Mm -hmm. I have to think about that a little bit yeah. more. I definitely need that because with me, like, my pregnancies are so terrible that at least the first trimester, I'm not working at all. Yeah. So I need someone that can handle that and take care of that while I'm resting, yeah. you know, things like that. But, I mean... When it comes to splitting the bills, I don't care. I don't mind that. Yeah. I've done both. I've done the 50-50 or I've done where, you know, he does the rent and I do some of the utilities or where I was there at home mom and I worked and he took care of all the bills. So, yeah, I think a lot of men too, like I've been in a situation where I pretty much was left because the guy was focused on his work. And mm -hmm. I think it came from, I realized after the situation it came from him not feeling like he could provide and it made him so insecure that like mm. he was more focused on, okay, I need to get my stuff together before I can ever involve somebody else. Yeah. Um, and for me at the time, like it was hurtful because I'm like, this man really chose a job over me with the fuck. <laughs> and then I stepping out of the situation, I kind of realized like, well, that really is like you said, it's how men value themselves. It's like it's their dollar amount. Yeah. Thing. Like I joined this book club and Someone picked Think Like a Man book. And I didn't finish it all, but like the, some of the parts that I did read, that was one of the things. Mm -hmm. Like if a man feels like he's not together financially, he is not going to be serious with you. No, yeah. because they, they just kind of feel like they feel like they want to be providers and they are providers. So when they can't do so, 
they feel insecure and it makes them run and it makes them run from you. Mm-hmm. And like I said, stepping out of the situation, I had an understanding. It still was like, what the fuck? Why me, guy? <laughs> Why I got to be that person that they do that to? Um, but I had more of an understanding stepping out of the situation. Like, damn, like it ain't no joke when a man feels insecure, especially financially. Yeah. Like, ain't no hoe. Oh, so oh, go ahead. You're fine, go ahead. I must say, I also saw a couple guys say stuff like, if they feel like their money is down or they down bad, you know, out of time period, they don't want to be out. They don't have sex. They don't want to do nothing. God, <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs> I'm like, okay. They shut it down. Stop being so soft. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, it's so, it's so crazy when you think about all of that, because like in the same breath, hearing you say like, he picked his job over me. And it's like, why he picked his job over me? But then at the same time, you want somebody that can provide and you have to understand like what yeah. comes with you that. Just, you gotta respect it. Yeah. yeah, that's like I said, that's why stepping out of it, I was like, huh, yeah. okay, kind of can't be mad. Yeah, it's really crazy when you think about like just the way men are taught to be and to handle things because it's actually really unfortunate that men believe that their value is held within how much they yeah. make. Yeah. Um, and there's so much more than that. Like there's so much greater than that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just all very crazy. Be praying for my my brothers. <laughs> Love y'all. Oh, I need to find this clip. It wasn't on the outline, but someone sent it to me recently, and I'm gonna play it when I get to it. Okay, here it goes. I hate those mamas who get. Sorry, TikTok. <laughs> That part, but it's like, man, what? How yeah, many times know. do a woman gotta hold a mother down? How many times do we gotta be the strong ones out of the bunch? Yeah. At this point, I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired, and the weight is on my shoulders. First of all, black men, I'm be honest with you, black men, no blame on them. They go through a lot, and we have to support that a lot. Yeah. And that's a lot on us. On top of that, domestic. Carry the baby, postpartum, breastfeed, coochie got to bounce back, insecurity. I got to provide. I bet you got to put 50-50 on the bills. I'm just the trophy on your arm. I'm just the person that got to build you up. I got to motivate myself. You ain't motivating me. I got to feel pretty. I got to feel all these things. What, is, what are you doing? You're not building me up. I'm depleted. I can relate to can we title this show Coochie Gotta Bounce Back? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, hey. I was like, wow, sis, go off. Oh, she went in. I don't like her, but go off, sis. I like, felt I was, that. I felt that. Mm. Damn, baby. Yeah. I was like, wow. That's deep. That's sad because, like, you can hear her hurt. Yeah. That's sad. She's speaking She's speaking truth. I, I don't disagree with what she's saying. Um, but I think it comes back to picking the right partner. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you got the right man, he's going to build you up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things where it's like, yes, men are messed up. Women are messed Like, we're messed up. But you have to be accountable for picking better. Or at least mm-hmm. trying to pick better. Because even when you go through those hard times with somebody, um, when you know that at their core they're a good person and they have a good character, it's easier to kind of take those blows that are going to come with a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying blows like cheating and just some wild shit, but it's going to be times where it's on you. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I don't know. Shout out to my first lady because I feel like she... um 
preached a really good message last Sunday kind of on that, like just Mm -hmm. knowing your position um, and understanding that like, again, with picking the right partner, like we're designed to withstand certain things. And when you pick right, like the man's going to come in and make sure that you're good. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, and I started that. I didn't get to finish because my coworkers interrupted me, but I did start it. It was really good. I can't wait to finish it. Yeah. But um, I think that part for me is like what's confusing because sometimes I feel like when you meet someone, even though they are a good person, I feel like some people still be a little mm, in the beginning and, they, you know, they got to work through some things like I mean, I'm not going to go into this because I feel like I may have asked this before, but just knowing like what type of person, you know, to be patient with. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. That's that part always just, I don't know. I think that confuses me. A lot of that comes with time too, like genuinely taking your time and dating somebody like casually dating, not them being your partner yet. Mm -hmm. Like typically for me, like I'm not even gonna lie. I want like a solid, like six months to a year of me like seeing you through your ups and downs seeing you when you're you know happy mad sad at your best whole nine how you handle certain situations just friendship yeah Yeah. how you handle bad news how you handle good news how you handle like i said something that made you mad you said something made me mad like i want to go through those stages first before i go okay this is my man yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it really is because everybody meets somebody and they want to jump in. They're like, mm-hmm. this is my boyfriend. We got guess. Yeah. But like, even when things are going good, like you could, things would be going good for three months. You're like, all right, this is my boyfriend. Next week, he turn around, do some crazy stuff. And you're like, mm-hmm. um, fuck. Yeah. I just, I just decided, boom. So for me, like I genuinely believe in like kicking it with someone for a while and taking your time to really know. And even then they could switch up when, you know, when things yeah. When y'all get together because you don't know what they're going to end up dealing with in their time. Yeah. Um, and it could just be bad timing. Like, well, shit, even though you waited that long, they got something that came up, which is, you know, that's not anything personal towards you. But genuinely taking your time with somebody because I'm the person that falls fast and is ready to go all in. <laughs> and I had to stop that like a few years ago where I'm like, OK, this if this person really fucks with you, they're not going nowhere anyway. Yeah. So it don't matter if you wait a year or two months. They're not going nowhere, Mm -hmm. but take your time with people. That's, you know, to know, to be, should I be patient with this person or should they kick rocks? Yeah. I think we talked about it on the episode within the city that didn't get released, unfortunately, but like, I'm big on that, like that friendship piece. Like I will wait it out with somebody Mm -hmm. and there's no pressure. Like, I don't even want you to think that like, I want to be with you or anything like that. Like I literally just want to be your friend and see Mm -hmm. how you operate in that space. Because Mm -hmm. if you can't be, if we can't maintain as friends, we're not going to be able to Mm -hmm. maintain in a relationship. And like you said, even once the relationship comes, if that friendship is solid, then we can get through some things together because the hard times is going to come. But I think that's a lot of people's problem. They meet somebody immediately you want to introduce sex into the, right. the picture you want to introduce stipulations into the picture and you can't do this and i can't do that and i gotta check in with you and i gotta that pressure is too much you mm-hmm. know what i mean so i i agree with kim on that like see if a friendship can develop without an issue and mm-hmm. then explore the possibility of a relationship yeah. yeah especially when one person isn't there you know what i mean like when one person is just genuinely trying to kick it but they're feeling you let write it out yeah. You know what I mean? So. No. No word. Um, 
All right, so I saw this clip that I saw it a while ago, but it's just been sitting in my saves. <laughs> but basically, this dad gets upset because his wife left him home with his kids alone. And this is another clip that I'll play. You see, Mom? She's out at a business meeting. Um, so are you going to cook? MJ, you're a grown man. You can cook. I don't know how you set up then. What do you need the oven for? Pancakes. You don't cook pancakes in the oven, man? <sighs> All right, give me a second, man. I think it's honestly almost a little irresponsible for Tisha to leave me at home with the kids by myself. Like, does she <laughs> love these kids? We ran out of pancake juice. So, Mimi, what do you want? So, I want pancakes. Pancakes? I I'm going to cook cereal or eggs. I want pancakes. Well, we got eggs. <laughs> he said, fuck the kids. <laughs> I may have put too much oil in this. Mm -mm. And then you want waffle? Yes, sir. Why don't you just get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? What? I found out that... Mm -hmm. Or the peanut butter, which is weird. He didn't know his son was supposed to peanut butter. Are you fucking kidding waffles. me? I think that was it. Bro, don't fucking ask me. Oh, he said, "How? What kind of woman leaves the dad at home with the kids?" By is that himself? love and marriage, Huntsville? I don't know. I think it is, and I think that's that one that's an asshole for real. That's what he looked like. Oh yeah, let's see. What kind of woman leaves her husband right mm -hmm. at home with the? Yeah, that's him. He Nigga, the one that marries you and has babies with you—that's who. Fuck. I was so shocked like mm -mm. he said do she love these kids like why can't you stay at home with your kids by yourself why don't you know your son is allergic to peanut butter and he's like he's like a fucking like 10 year old right yes they're, they're young kids and you don't know after 10 years that your kid could die off of the strength of peanuts some dads really be so disconnected like because they didn't get married to do that which is fucking ridiculous i got nothing Side note, did y'all know the bottom of the oven is a broiler? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't. I thought it was a pan holder. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. I be putting pans down there. I mean, everybody yeah. does, but like, I got pans in my right yeah, now. they'll so use I it. So I thought when you use the broiler, it's the top of the oven because the top of the oven turns on too. It's okay. So like, I mean, yeah, I use mine for storage, but like my roasting pot, you mm -hmm. can put that at the bottom and. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, people like keep keep it down there for storage and stuff, but like it it can you it's used for like a lot of that stuff. Like especially after you pan fry stuff, you just yeah. like let it broil, so you know. Wow, nice and marinated and juicy, that. and you know, well cooked and stuff. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well, the last part of our show, we are going to talk about friendships. Does anybody else want to take over? Oh yeah, I will. Okay. Okay. I mean, unless Brandy wants to. Nope. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let us see. So, first question of the night. What type of friend are you? Is there is there more, like, extensive to this? Like, are you the friend that listens? Are you the friend that judges? Are you Are you the friend that bitches? Are you the friend that never shows up? I don't know. I think I'm all of them. Like, yeah. I think I'm whatever I need to be when I get Can y'all tell me? Because I don't know. 
Um, I was just about to say that we should tell each other what type of friends we are. I think that Darielle is the I'm on whatever you on friend. <laughs> um, so the ghetto one. It's like I just like no. that's me. Um, yeah, I think she's the I'm on whatever you on friend. Um, she's very supportive. She's very supportive. Um, and I also think she's kind of like the that's not my business. <laughs> <laughs> at the same time yeah. um i think that you are the listening friend um 100 and i think that are you crying oh. <laughs> um and i think that you're the supportive friend like i think that you will um not say something in um just off the strength of just trying to be supportive like mm-hmm. you will hold your thought just to be a listening ear mm-hmm. Um, I'll say Darielle is like like a show up for you type. Like I remember when my when I was dealing with my uncle's stuff and my grandma's stuff, like it would be almost every single day I'd get a message from her. She's also the I'ma check your ass type. You know what I mean? Like she ain't fucking with you if you do some fuck shit. And I I'm here for that. I like people that don't let someone get one over on you regardless of their status in your life, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. Um and then Brandy, you're a listener for sure. You're a listener and an advice giver, mm-hmm. like for sure. Like, and that, that goes in with being, ties in with being supportive and stuff. Like, I know if I come to you about a situation, like you're going to give me the wise side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to leave feeling, even if you disagree, I'm going to leave feeling better, not defeated type shit. You know what I mean? Aww, oh my God, you. friends. <laughs> okay. Um... Do you want to add? I will add. So I think Kim, for me, this type of friend you have been to me, like, um, like when we first met, you came out of the blue and I kind of was like, I don't want any more friends, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but I was going through, you know, a lot of shit, which I'm always going through a lot of shit, but you know, whatever. <laughs> and, you know, you're definitely a listener friend. Like Brandy said, you would pray for me. Like whenever I had a bad day, you very uplifting, um, and, you know, you're like the little angel, you know, because <laughs> I have some friends that be on the devil's side because <laughs> they're crazy. Um, definitely supportive and loving. Um, Brandy, I think you give a little bit of tough love, which I've been eating at sometimes. You're definitely going to encourage me. You're a listening ear. Um, you're going to tell me when I'm wrong, but you're going to support my decision either way. And um, I was going to say something else. I forgot. Mm. But yeah. Aww. Darielle's also the friend that'll cut you out. That's why I said she's the check you type. Yeah, like, she, I'm, she, she can be like, run it back. I it, no, that's a good thing, though. Cause... I know. Sometimes I'll be really offended. <laughs> and I've learned to, like, check myself. Because sometimes I'll be, like, offended for no reason. But, like, if I feel away, I do speak up. Just because that's I don't good, like weird spaces. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like... If we're friends, we should be able to talk about that. I agree. I've talked about this all the time on the podcast. I had a friend that specifically would hide her tongue, but go talk about me somewhere else. And I'd find out two months later, I'm like, oh, so for two months, you've been fake as hell. So when we were sitting at the movies, you really didn't think that joke was funny. So I prefer a person that will check me in the moment. Like, hey, hold on. Did you really mean it like that? Yeah. You know, and you don't have to be aggressive with it, but literally just being like, hold on now. It's all love. Why you say it like that? It's so funny because I feel like, um, there's a few other people, but like you two are like the friends that I've been able to make in adulthood. 
Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to see how it's changed because mm-hmm. all of my other friends are friends since like kids, kids. You know what yeah. I mean? So like being able to like learn how Dar- like Dariel's personality over the course of these last four years have it's been like really interesting and to see how like we've learned to like handle each other and mm-hmm. deal with each other and know when like okay I'm gonna just call her tomorrow <laughs> like, or whatever the case may be and then like with Kim coming into the fold like just kind of like you just fitting into that you know what I mean like it's it's crazy to see it as adults like, yeah Aww. friendships as adults is really really weird but it's it's beautiful but say they hit different in, yeah. a, in, a, in a beautiful way yeah you know what I mean to like make friends in adulthood and realize that people are solid and that people like like just I don't even know how to explain it like I have a lot of friends that I've made and adulthood and I'm sitting here like dang like I have a crazy appreciation for you because you could dead ass kick me to the curb especially yeah. in the mindset everybody's in of like okay I'm only keeping you here if I value you for yeah mm. for sure like to have somebody you know like in your adult friendship you're like oh my god like sometimes yeah. they're more solid than people you've had around for, for years for sure and I feel like a lot of the friends I've been making as an adult it wasn't like planned it just yeah. kind of happened and then I'll be looking back like damn I didn't know I needed this person yeah, yeah. You really can handpick like your circle as an adult. And I think that that's a good thing because like I I genuinely want you here. You know, yes. what I mean? whereas like when you're kids, you just kind of like maybe fall into like a popular group or mm-hmm. just who you're in school with or things like that or neighborhood friends. But like I feel like as an adult, it's really good to be able to be like, OK, fill you out. Mm-hmm. We can do this. Right. Yeah. I feel like with you. OK. Um, second question. How often do you need to speak to your friends? I think it depends. Like I have, like Ashley, we talk every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some friends where we just talk occasionally, be my every few months or so or whatever. Mm-hmm. But everything's cool. We yeah. just don't mm-hmm. talk every day. So I think it just depends. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say same. Uh, I feel like I have one friend. She doesn't. She's one of my best friends. She doesn't live here, but I talk to her every day but that's just because I don't get to see her we don't get to spend time together so like we speak on a daily basis like sometimes we might go a few days where we don't talk but like when we talk we're on the phone for hours um my other best friend we don't really talk every day because our lives are so busy and we be having so much going on but we talk often um and the same with my other friends we don't talk every day and I don't need to have to see you or talk to you every day because it's like like I said we all got shit going on yeah so it's just like you know Check-ins here and there, trying to meet up, trying to link. That's good enough for me. Yeah. Um, My friendships, including my best friendships, it's a few times a week. Anywhere from like, I don't know, three to five times a week. Um, Because I am the type that like, when I get home, I genuinely enjoy my space and my alone time. And if a friend were to come up and be like, can I come over? I'm not going to say no. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially if I'm, I'm in a social setting where I can't accept that. Like, yeah, okay. Like I've had, you know. I'm not socially drained for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if I have somebody I talk to every day. Um, and that's not even a bad thing for me because that's just kind of how I move. Mm-hmm. And kind of what Dariel was saying, like, I don't need to talk to you or see you every day to know that we're solid. Mm-hmm. You know, and I see that in our actions. I see that when we link up, it feels like we were together yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I think the only person I talk to probably every day may be my dad. But even then, I may not even like talk to him every day. Mm-hmm. Just because I know I know the people around me are solid and I know time spent away doesn't mean, you know, that that's time that ruined our friendship, I guess. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Second question, boundaries on friendships. What are they? Are they necessary? Uh, definitely think they're necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've talked about this on other shows before. Like I really learned um, to not go to my friends about every single thing um, going on with me. Um, just because you have to be mindful of the advice that you take, even if it's your friend, like, I'm not gonna say it's coming from a bad place, but it may be coming from a jaded place. Mm-hmm. Um, just based off of their life experience, what they know about the history, whatever the situation may be for you, different things like that. So I think that that's one of my boundaries is just learning not to go to them about every single thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that my friends have free range to kind of like. Let me know how they feel pertaining to whatever may be going on in my life. Um, I kind of welcome that. Um, I think that's really it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we have such tight relationships where, like, I don't have to worry about disrespect or, like, shadiness yeah. or mm-hmm. anything like that. But I think the main thing is just learning not to come to them about every single thing. Sometimes you just got to figure it out. Yeah. yeah that's one of the ones on here too is like telling your friends everything so I kind of agree um I think boundaries are necessary because I think you should keep that same energy whether it's family friends relationship you know romantic or platonic I think in order to keep yourself at a healthy mental standpoint and have healthy relationships sometimes you do need to create boundaries yeah. and I'm at the point too with everything that I've been going on between the depression and like new things coming into my life. I don't feel the need to tell everybody because I'm trying to navigate them. Mm -hmm. So why would I go, you know, tell everybody what I got going on, take advice from them when I'm confused. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I want to be solid in something, then bring it to the table and then we can have a discussion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. I have definitely learned not to, I think for me, like I lean on my friends so much Maybe too much Mm -hmm. just because I feel like any other type of relationships in my life, I can't really go to those people and I trust my friends that much. But I've learned like, especially with relationship stuff, I have one friend and when she just like, fuck them, don't talk to them no more. Like, it's just like, I understand, like you said, she's coming from a place like she has her own issues. So she... It's pretty much one sided. Mm-hmm. So I definitely learned not to tell my friends everything. I usually wait until after I've handled it to kind of say something, but then I'll be like, oh, girl, I didn't tell you about that. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Ooh, next time you do that to me, I'm about to be like, you lying like bugs. <laughs> Another thing I learned um, that is probably a boundary for me is just for myself. Like I'm the type of friend that like, I will always go above and beyond and that's not always healthy. So like Mm -hmm. learning to say like, I can't, I can't come or I don't want to come because I need this weekend to myself to relax because I do so much. Um, or just not taking on everything that they have going on. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's called, um, I talked about that like probably almost two years ago, but that's that compassion fatigue Mm -hmm. where you take on everybody's stuff to the point where you're drained. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I tell one of my really good guy friends all the time, like, cause he's such a giver and I'm like, stop giving when your cup is empty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're just, you just keep taking from yourself. And now when we hop on the phone, you're drained every time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, and it's not towards me. You just are genuinely tired because you just took on literally, he has a team of 30 people. Literally you just took on like 30 people's 
yeah. issues. Yeah. Because you want to be the, you know, I'm the friend that's always there. Well, what about yourself? Yeah. Um, okay. So how do you deal with disagreements and uncomfortable conversations? I know we just kind of touched on that a little bit. Um, mm. for me personally, I try to give my friends grace mm -hmm. if they're dealing with it. If we're dealing with a disagreement, um, just because they may have something personal going on, or I may have something personal going on that doesn't have anything to do with us. Mm -hmm. Um, and we may be taking it out on each other. Yeah. Um, just cause everybody, you know, handles stuff differently. You know what I mean? It depends on how you were raised. So you may view a situation like a financial situation or something like say it's like one of you is like a big spender. The other one's not, you can't be mad because shorty wanted to go eat it. Fucking Ruth Chris. And you can't, you don't want to, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so you just, I try to give my friends grace and sometimes I give them space at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? With, with, but at the same time, letting them know, like, this isn't me being like, I'm not your friend anymore. It's just, okay, well clearly we don't agree. So like, yeah. I love you and I hope, you know, you yeah. figure it out. Um, I know for me, if it's a disagreement or like they're doing something that I don't agree with, I've learned not to kind of like point the finger and more so ask questions mm -hmm. to kind of like mm -hmm. ask, like, why is your thought press thought process like this? So then I can gain a better understanding because I can be very judgmental. I ain't even gonna lie. Um, <laughs> it's, but I'm learning not to do that. So like, instead of like just coming back at you and just spewing off whatever, it's just like, okay, so let me pose this question to you or mm. let me offer you a different perspective. Um, with uncomfortable conversations, I think I've learned, I have certain friends that like, I know that they're not going to receive anything that I have to say. Yep. Um, so I may not even touch it. Like yep. I, if I know it's a fine line, I'm just not even going to touch it. Um, also with disagreements, like I have a friend who stays pretty neutral with, the friend group. So like, if I just need to get it off my chest, I'll go to her and be like, am I tripping? Mm -hmm. And she stays neutral. Like she isn't going to run back and be like, oh, well, Brandy said this. And yeah. it's nothing that I'm saying that's like crazy or shady, but it's mm -hmm. just like, if I just need to get it off my chest because it was a little frustrating, she'll be like, I understand. You know yeah. what I mean? So again, I think it's one of those things you're just handling people with care and know how to handle your friends individually because it's going to all be different. Yeah. Right? I definitely agree with that. I have learned, too, to kind of process things when I feel away. Because, like I said, sometimes I can be easily offended or take something the wrong way. So instead of speaking on it right away, I'll process it. Um, sometimes I talk out the situation with my therapist. Or I may go to another friend and, like you said, ask them, am I tripping? Like, this is how I'm feeling. And then I'll come to the person and I'll say something. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's for both disagreements and um, the uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so how do people earn the title of being your friend or best friend? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm. That is a good one. Um, I think for me, I'm not quick to say that somebody's my friend. Um, yeah. Because I, and I also think this is something we talked about maybe in a different scope. Um before but like I hold my friends to such a high regard like I think I posted something today like everybody needs a sister everybody needs a friend like like I'm learning that a lot of people don't have a good girlfriend group um it's a lot of messiness it's a lot of drama it's just mm -hmm. all over the place and thankfully like my my core circle of friends like it's so tight and again this is friendship that has 
lasted the test of time. Um, so for me, it looks like showing up for me. You know what I mean? It looks like um, accountability. It looks like being able to laugh within our mess. Like I was just telling my girls the other day, like none of this shit is really well. Like life is fucked up, but we gonna laugh about it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like being able to build me up when I feel down, um, being able to be considerate of me. You know what I mean? Like I said, I think I said this on a previous show, like I got a promotion and my homegirls got me, like I came home to gifts. You know what I mean? Like things like that. So it, I'm not gonna say it take a, takes a lot to be my friend, but there's a certain level of showing up for me that I need to see in order to be like, mm-hmm. you're a true friend, mm-hmm. you know? So I agree with all of that. I was going to say mine is actions. Like to know that I have somebody solid and that energy is reciprocated, not even in the same way. Like if I buy somebody where they buy me food, I'm not expecting the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I expect you to show up when I have a flat tire. Yeah. You know what I mean? That type of thing. So for me, I'm, that's just because I'm really big on like um, people being attentive yeah, and recognizing what other people need just because that's how my dad raised me. So mine is all of that. Like just the actions, me knowing that you're solid. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I agree with everything you guys are saying. Um, I feel like the two people that I call my best friend just have grown to be that because we've been friends for so long. They're like family now at this point. Um, and, um, I mean, I don't really have anything to add from what you guys said It's definitely actions is definitely showing up for me and vice versa being supportive, trusting, trust, loyalty, all of that type mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah. And I think it's consistent. Like, it's a consistent level of showing yes. up for one yeah. another. Um, and the reason why I said that is because I just, I'm thinking about a situation where I was at a place where I wanted to call somebody a friend because they had showed up for me in such a way where it was like, I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But then, like, they couldn't be consistent with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, mm, maybe I had the wrong idea about you. Um, so I, I think it's a consistent thing. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So I agree. Um, and then how do you guys handle friendships in business? Oh, they don't mix. They don't mix. Mm. I think there's a certain level for sure. Yeah. I think that you have to, um, be very mindful. Um, and I've learned this, but one of my friends, she's an attorney. Shout out to Jalen. Um, business can be so structured and you have to consider like what happens if the if something happen, goes wrong in business or if something goes wrong in the friendship do you really mm-hmm. want to muddy those waters mm-hmm. um you also have to consider like how your friend receives advice when it comes to business or if you guys don't agree what does that look like um so me personally I would rather not muddy those waters and be like okay let's go half on a business or let's just you know I don't want to do any of that but like we can collab so like if you have an area of strength that I'm weak in and I have an area of strength that you're weak in okay let's collab but let's not make it so official where it's like we gotta agree Mm -hmm. all the time Mm -hmm. so yeah Yeah, mine is um it's hard too because even with my body by Kim like the person that does a lot of my stuff like we've grown to have a friendship And it's hard because that happens a lot in business. Like Mm -hmm. you'll meet a stranger and then you guys be, the business goes so well, you guys become friends. 
Um, so when you have a dispute, it is knowing, you know what I mean? How to handle that, like not snapping at each other. Cause one person couldn't deliver. Um, you know what I mean? Just giving them grace through that time and just, you know, taking a step back. Like Dariel says, just taking a step back and just like, all right, let me just collect myself real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for me personally, I'm okay with friendship of business. If it's a small portion, mm-hmm. kind of what you said, like, I'm not about to give my whole body by Kim to somebody and be like, take my orders for me, take my, um, you know, go press everything for me and go deliver it and collect money. Yeah. I want to handle that myself because I'm kind of a control freak anyway, when it comes to my businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't mind having brand ambassadors, having somebody, you know, repost, having somebody help, having somebody do that. But I, it's very small portions because I do believe in the support. Um, but it doesn't have to be like you said, 50, 50, don't yeah. even gotta be 80, 20. How about I take 90, you get 10%. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's another thing. Like hiring friends for business can be pretty tricky because it's like your friend may think that they should get a certain amount of money. You may disagree or they're not delivering on yeah. that service. Like you think that they should be and, and the money part just, it gets very tricky. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I definitely, I wouldn't mind doing business with friends. Um, I mean, but at the same time, I feel like the the only hard part for me is kind of separating the business from the friendship because I feel like things can get taken the wrong way. Like if I'm approaching you and yeah, I'm being a little tough on you, but it's because of business. Mm -hmm. It's not personal. It has something to do with our friendship. I think that can be very hard to deal with. Um, So that's my, that would be my only concern. Okay, and then let's see. Last thing, how do you handle not liking your friend's significant others or other friends or friend groups? Uh, with the significant other, that's always funny because um, you don't want to make it uncomfortable. Uh, me and Ashley were just having that conversation the other day. It's funny because I'm like, I remember when you didn't like such and such, but I can't remember why. Like, I can't remember if it was something that him and I had a disagreement about or if him and her had a disagreement. But I just remember always saying like, as long as she don't disrespect him, as long as he don't disrespect her, mm-hmm. we can just keep it neutral. Cool. Um, now I'm kind of like, when a, a guy does something to my friends, it's just kind of like, okay, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to hold my, I'm going to hold my thought because I just need to know what you want. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to go. I mean, if we pull it up on a nigga, we pull it up. But then at the same time, if you about to be laid up with the nigga, I just rather not even. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't be in that. Yeah. I just rather not even get involved. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, um, I think as long as like you keep a healthy distance, it, it's fine. Like I remember a guy I was seeing, we had like a falling out and he was like, he was like, did you tell Ashley? I was like, no. <laughs> like, I, like, I learned, learned not to do that. <laughs> yeah. He was like, my nigga. I'm like, yeah. then when y'all get back together, you got to sneak. Yeah, you <laughs> not sneak. No, yeah. for real. Change your name and everything. Like, oh, I'm this nigga named Mike. time is the same nigga you been dealing with. I had to do that to my friend before. Like, I went on a whole trip with this man. And she was like... Oh, how'd you ship? I said, oh, it's fine. You know, I went with a bunch of people I didn't know. You know, it was cool. <laughs> Y'all are bad. <laughs> That's why, at that, that is exactly why you can't tell your friends everything. Because once I tell my friends or my mama yeah. that you got me fucked up, like, how you, come back, how you gonna come back from that? So now I gotta explain, like, all right, I have to come back. Damn. It's so funny because my mom, 
Like she'll always ask me like if she knows that like I might be getting to know somebody or something like that. She'll always ask me like, oh, how's such and such doing? And I'll be like, oh, I mean, everything's it's fine. Cool. <laughs> like even if it's not, I'll just be like, mm, there ain't really nothing to tell. And I'll always be like, eh, you can't give these niggas too much credit. Cause <laughs> <laughs> just real subtle with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, I understand that. And I was just like, mm-hmm. they're okay. You know, it's nothing really going on. That's my answer to my mom every yeah. single time. Yeah. Um, friend groups also, like if your friend is friends with somebody that you're not really cool with, that's also tricky. Like I have a friend who had a friend that her, there was no real, there was no beef between her and I, no mm-hmm. real beef, but it was just always weird energy. And she will always try to like bring me to this stuff that this girl was having. And I'm like, that girl don't like me. (laughs) Stop inviting me. And I remember one time she tried to invite me somewhere and the girl had to tell her like, well, no, I don't want Brandy to come. But like, Uh -uh. it was, I don't, we just, I don't know. Like, (laughs) but I think, I think she thought like she was her best friend. And it's like, no, she's my best friend. I was going to say, have y'all ever had someone, yo, I have a high school story about that. This girl, okay, our boyfriends at the time, well, I never committed to bro because he ain't know how to treat somebody right. But our dudes played on the same basketball team, right? And it's just so funny to me because Shorty don't like me to this day and it's been 10 years, okay? She'll see my apartment like, mm. I'm like, okay, we're adults, relax. Anyway, so I'm going to call her girl number A. Me and girl number A had the two dudes that was on the same team. So, like, we became cool because, like, oh, my God, let's go watch our boyfriends play basketball. <laughs> so, girl B was like, uh-uh. Girl B went to my school. My boyfriend and girl A and her boyfriend did not. They went to a different school. <laughs> okay. okay. So, girl B was like, uh-uh. Y'all ain't never been cool. I don't know why y'all think y'all cool now. All of a sudden, y'all every game together. Y'all getting ice cream together. Y'all kicking it together. Y'all going to each other's houses. You met her mom. And I was like, are we not allowed to be friends? She was like, that's my friend. And I was like, oh, okay. So girl A and girl B were friends. Yes. And she was like, And girl B okay. was like, uh-huh. <laughs> So now we got girl C over here. That's my friend, right? Uh-huh. Tell me why girl B adapted girl c <laughs> as a shade to me yeah oh wow she never knew her never talked to her nothing but was like oh yeah we're best friends now mm-hmm. and i'm like where'd you meet her i'm like on the internet yeah be following me <laughs> so that's a funny story friends do be doing that though yeah i'm be doing having that. to tell her like okay maybe she maybe she thinks that um you're her best friend but <laughs> you're fucking not she's so. not your best friend i'm your best friend <laughs> oh my god but i don't i mean still to this day like i i don't there was never no problem it was just like just, we, we cool. just certain people just don't vibe you know mm-hmm. and, and that's cool too but it was just like girl stop inviting me like yeah. i can't i can't come she's <laughs> i can't come <laughs> I have always been in a weird space with that because I don't have like a solid friend group. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm always that one person that everybody's inviting me to their friend group. And I always feel awkward. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm invading you guys' privacy and I feel so awkward. Like, and I always wanted just one solid group and we all kick it, but it just doesn't exist. Like, I don't have that. But anyways, you know, I don't like people. Y'all know I don't like people. (laughs) I am very weird around new people, but I try. Like, I'll try unless you rub me the wrong way. Then I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) um, but I, I'm sorry, best friend. I have to tell the story. Anyways, <laughs> so my best friend had another best friend, and she would always try to force us to be friends. I did not like her. I 
could not stand this girl because I just feel like she was just weird vibes, drama, <laughs> always egging my friend on to do some shit that she don't need to do. And I just, I just wasn't feeling her vibe. But I tried to be around her, but I just never liked her. Like, but I did it anyways out of respect for her. Just like if I didn't like my friend's significant other, out of respect for you and what y'all have, I have to, you know, I try to be cordial. But at the end of the day, you know, I feel like I'm top priority over here, <laughs> nigga. So whatever. I mean, because friends is gonna be there to pick up the pieces when they not. I mean, period. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll say for me, when I don't, when I don't fuck with my friends' significant other. Both of them know that, and then I'm gonna mind my business. Yeah. Both of y'all gonna know I'm not the one. Yeah. So if I see some funny shit, I'm a very protected person, especially when I get drunk. <laughs> I almost fight every single time because somebody says some shit to one of my friends. And especially when Belize come out, Kim is already protective. Now when Belize come out, <laughs> I got kicked out of BBR like a month and a half ago because some random nigga told my friend to shut the fuck up. I said, oh. And I went off. I blacked out. Don't you remember? I went off. And the next thing I know, I'm walking outside and security's like, get out of here. Um, so for me, you nigga know when you know. I don't yeah. fuck with that man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to respect your space and what y'all go, got going on. But if I see some shit in front of me, I am saying something because I'm not the one for disrespect. Yeah. Um, and then when it comes to other friends, I low-key handle it the same way. Like, I'm mind my business. But the minute they got you fucked up, Hey, I told you how they was. I, I ain't even gonna lie. I don't want to hear about it. I'm gonna listen to you. I'm gonna listen to you. Tell me that they fucked you over again. I'm gonna listen to you, and I'm gonna look at you. Y'all can't see, but I'm gonna look at you like this. <laughs> and I'm not gonna tell you. I told you so. You just gonna know by that look. Like mm, for real again. Mm, okay, maybe it's time that you you know separate yourself. Yeah. Um, but I'm the same way. Like if I pop up at an event and they're there, I just kind of respect the space. Mind my business. I'll be in the corner. When we come take a shot, take a shot, go back to my little corner. Yeah. I'm weird anyway in big social settings, like just because that's just how I am. Like I'm, I get very quiet and very like overstimulated in like large groups. Mm -hmm. Like Saturday at the salon, like I get very quiet and like Mm -hmm. to myself the entire like 12 hour shift just because I'm like, (laughs) so a lot of people. Um, But I just try to be respectful. Yeah. Y'all all gonna know what's up. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm gonna be respectful. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pop off. I'm gonna mind my business. I'm just gonna, you know, focus on me. You know. I do think it's a beautiful thing when like you can bring your friends together, like, and everybody gets along, and mm-hmm. then more friendships are created based off of like you being the glue or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. And I also think it's a cool thing when your friend and your significant other are cool. Yeah. You know what I mean, so it makes life a lot I easier. Never have good luck with that. I actually, I actually do. And that's a shout out to Maya J because Maya is usually the first one that's like, oh my God, me and your, me and man are friends. And I'm like, oh my God, really? <laughs> it's so funny because I, me, I, we were just having this conversation and she was like, well, she was like, I didn't like such and such because I just didn't like his energy. Mm-hmm. And I just, I knew the shit that y'all went through. So I just didn't like that nigga. <laughs> and then my most recent ex, she was like, I don't feel like I had a problem with him, but we was really trying to figure out what happened where there mm-hmm. did become a problem because he used to like come and get her kids and like all Aww. of that. And I remember mm-hmm. when him and I broke up, I'm like, um, I remember asking her like, how do you feel about the boys being around him? Because I really didn't want them around him anymore. Yeah. And she was like, I mean, they have a relationship. So I feel like, you know, they can still, and I was pissed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hell no, they can't. Like, no. Um, but I, I don't remember what happened with them, but. Yeah, I think it's just, it's nice when everybody can just get along. Yeah. 
I usually have really good luck with that. Like my friends are able to mesh. And then I, but I do be feeling some type of way. Like when my friends mesh and they're like, I'll be on the phone with them or something. And then the friend group is like, oh, is that my girl? And I'm like, uh, uh-huh. I mean, she came over a couple of times, but she ain't your girl. But yeah, she on the phone. <laughs> Maya loved doing that. She'd be like, is that so 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 I said, hey. I'm not telling her you said that, but she's going to be over here in like an hour. You can tell yourself. That's what I, I'm saying. Um, I had a situation where like me and my friend, like our, my boyfriend didn't like her and her boyfriend didn't like me. And it was basically, I think it was kind of because like we would get into each other's relationship way too much. Like, if, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm going to check you if you're doing my girl wrong and vice versa. Or, like, if a dude feels some type of way, then he try to, like, fuck up your friendships type shit. Yeah. But we kind of just had to tell them, like, listen, this is my friend. She ain't going nowhere. You going to have to respect that. Mm-hmm. You know, she going to have to respect you. And it's just going to be what it is. Right. Like, you don't have to fucking deal with it. Just keep it that. <laughs> it's so funny because one of my friends, um, and this is a friend that we don't talk to, to each other as much now. But at the time, we did. And I didn't like her nigga. Mm-hmm. And I remember he did some some wild shit and like I called him and left a voicemail and cussed him the fuck out like <laughs> we ain't we ain't fuck with each other at all and then I recently seen him at living room and it's been like 10 years mm-hmm. um and they are now they're back together but like he was like what's up Brandy Da-da-da-da-da. like I'm like hi <laughs> how are you he was like I'm cool you good you need anything let me know if you need anything I was just with such and such earlier like for real let me know if you need anything <laughs> oh, Lord, stop trying to be my friend I'm like okay but like it's so funny because my last memory of him was like me cussing this nigga yeah. out so like to see him embrace me like that was like cause he probably felt that shit okay. and was like I ain't yeah. never disrespecting her again you need four shots I got him fuck <laughs> Yeah, I would definitely learn not to get in the middle of stuff because like it's like you will forgive him, but your friends won't. Yeah, and vice versa. Like I, you know, I know you with this man, I respect that, but it's like I don't care for him. Like yeah. how are you? So, I'm gonna be at y'all's wedding like this, right? No, for force, <laughs> force to stand next to her, but, like damn, <laughs> she really like, marrying bro, but I gotta be here to support because that's my beat. I yeah. told my friend the other day, I was like, I'm going to just leave all of this out the how I met you story at the wedding. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Out. I'm not talking about this. It is so funny because there's a friend who had a boyfriend <laughs> who texts me. Like, he wanted to talk to me about whatever. And so he texts me and like, you know, I'm answering his questions to what he was asking. And then he hit me up another time about some club stuff. And I was like, who is this? He got so mad because I didn't save his number. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, my bad. I'm my sorry. bad player. My bad, bro. Got a lot of people hitting my line. I'm a businesswoman. Relax. Relax. I mean to do you like that. So weak. <laughs> That's funny as hell. Um, I saw this post from Kira J, and I'm mad I can't find it because it was like a whole story to it. But basically, from what I can remember, it was this group of friends in doing a video, and one girl, I think she like snatched the girl's like hair wrap off, or she did something to like embarrass her in this video, and the other friends either, either laughed at it or they stay out of it. And she was saying, like, you need to watch out for friends that stay mutual or stay out of it. Mm, I saw that. Yeah. I did see that. I think that's a fine line, especially when you have a, um, because I had a, I had a friend group of five of us growing up and it was hard when one had an issue with the other. Mm -hmm. But for me, it helped me to stay neutral. So both of them knew I'm not picking one or the other over them. Right. 
Um, and I'm the type of friend that will tell each one where you were wrong and where you were right, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to coddle one or the other. I'm dealing with this right now between my mom and my sister. I'm not going to coddle one or the other. I told my sister she was wrong. I don't condone what you did. And out of respect for my mother, I'm not talking about it anymore. Mm-hmm. I love you. I love her. I'm leaving it at that. Neither one of y'all can ask me about anything about the situation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you your wrongs and then I'm staying neutral because it was very, very hard. <laughs> it was very hard growing up, especially because the one shorty had a problem with everybody at least once a week. So it was hard growing up. And I was always the person that was like, you know what? You had shorty fucked up. Next time do better. I'm a mind minds. Yeah. I'm going to her house, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to call you tomorrow. Yeah, I think there's some some situations where it's like it's it's such a fine line that you have to kind of not put yourself in the middle of it. But then like in a situation like you said, like, no, I'm we we gonna we gonna show up for you in that way. But like I think mm-hmm. I think you just gotta pick and choose those times yeah. and when that's necessary. Um and it ain't gotta be like no rah-rah, but it's just like, hey, that was fucked up. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you need to apologize or yeah. you need to do whatever you need to do. Um, and then, I mean, sometimes it got to be rah-rah. It was rah-rah because that's how Shorty actually ended up getting cut off at a friend group after like 13 years because she, she did my girl dirty, like unforgivable. Like I forgive you, but I'll never talk to you type shit Mm -hmm. dirty. And that shit I couldn't rock with Mm -hmm. because it was like, she went to her in confidence about something and she aired her shit out. And I was like, uh, cut it. We already been having your issues with you for 13 years. Mm -hmm. Now it's time. Don't nobody talk to her ass no more. Because wow. she still has had no growth yeah. since then. Like, I've tried to reach out, tried to rekindle for a good six months. Same fluky shit, no growth. I said, oh, I'm grown now, girl, bad. I remember it was a girl that used to hang out with me and a couple of our friends. And she stopped being friends with us because we was telling her that her nigga was cheating. <laughs> I was like... The nerve. We at the club about to fight bitches for you. You talking shit, but we about to fight. You gonna cut us off because we telling you what he doing? That happened to me once, and the girl asked me if I want a cookie for telling her her man was suck, uh, getting his dick sucked by somebody else, and it was on video. She was like, okay, do you want a cookie? I said, oh, okay. I'm never telling you again when, mm-hmm. when I see his ass sucking face in the club. That's a tricky me. situation. Like... I guess it was in my head. So let's say like, it's not like a friend, but it's like an associate or, mm-hmm. or just like a, maybe it's your boyfriend's friend's girl and he cheating on her, but y'all mm-hmm. been around each other. So like, do you say something? Do you not say something? That is hard. No. I don't even know. That's hard. I don't know. As a woman, I would want to. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I'm not You're starting in the business. Like yeah. Yeah. morally, you want to say something. But you also don't want to be in the business. Yeah. I might drop a hint. Like, I might, like, say some shit out loud. Like, you was in here the other day with, uh, what's the name, right? That's my friend, too. <laughs> or what if it's, like, your homeboy and, like, you see his girl out was, like. <sighs> if I if it's my oh, really good I'm guy telling. friend, I'm telling. Yeah. 100%. Because I actually had a situation with that, too, with one of my girlfriends. I saw her do it at the mall at, like, 10 p.m., holding the girl's pink bag and they were still like shopping. Mm-hmm. Once I y'all called her up so quick and she popped up at the mall, I did not feel bad. <laughs> and they had a little due diligence and all that type of stuff. And I was like, if he touch you, I'm in the corner. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, no, you're not about to play my friend in front of me. Right. No. Yeah. Now, if it's like a friend of a friend, I might tell my friend like, hey, you got to say something because mm-hmm. I've seen X, Y, and Z. I'm going to leave that to you. But morally, I got to say something. 
Yeah. It made me think about that episode of Mary Jane when she told the wife that she was cheating with the husband. She walked <gasps> She walked into, like, she seen the wife walk into the store. And she went into the store and was like, you know, hey, um, I'm sleeping with your husband. I didn't know that he was married. And the wife was like, what did you gain from telling me this? Like, Oh, that's sad. Like, she was like, we have kids, like. What did you gain from Oh, I remember that episode now that you're saying that. <laughs> yeah. I, like I don't she... think I, in that situation, I'm not. If I find a Jimmy, I'm just going to cut you off. Yeah. But I feel I feel so sad for the wife, though, because this man does not give a shit about you. So what if it comes like, down to, like, knew. your health or something, and he's like, well, fuck her. I'm cheating on her anyway. You take her off that ventilator. So that's a, okay, so that's a good scenario. So let's say you date somebody, and you find out that they married or got a girlfriend, or you mm-hmm. said you just would just cut them off. See... <sighs> I'm not telling the wife. I'm sliding, but I feel like, like same situation I said earlier, I'm telling somebody she knows so they can tell her. <laughs> be like, don't even tell them it was me, but just be like, hey, bro was having an affair and, and sure didn't even know that he was married. <sighs> I just don't want to leave somebody high and dry like that. Like if it really did come down to like your health or something and this dude has clearly not gave a shit about you. Yeah. For And he just like, ooh, ooh. I mean, that is kind of like, you know, if it's just a relationship and you tell the woman, like, we messing with the same dude or same you talking to my nigga or something like that. I, okay, I kind of see that because I've yeah. done something like that before. See, my thing is, is like, one, I'm telling you, but like, what is the outcome? Are you going to leave this nigga? Are you going to keep talking to this nigga? So why am I blowing up a situation exactly. if you're not going to leave? And then two, it's like... I could just hit my cut. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But then at the same time, it's like, no, these niggas need to be held accountable. Like, that is what, like, I, <laughs> that's the one part. It's like, niggas get away because they know that, you know what I mean? At least one of the females that they messing with ain't going to I told nothing. you what I did when I added the girl to my close friend. <laughs> so you talking to this nigga, I'm talking to this nigga back. I done some of my close friends and I was posting all types of shit and she peeped it. See, so you be so, you know, so and it's like I it. said something but I ain't gotta say nothing. Now you know. Yeah. Be subliminal with it. I just, I can't like, I can't not say anything in some way because I, that, that just doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. Oh, this shit get Good talk, ladies. Yeah. Fuck these hoes fast weed. It's like, I was playing. I was playing. I was in a, was in a song. I'm kidding. God. All right. That was all we had. It's a wrap. We'll see you guys all next right. time. Bye.